You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue podcast, episode number 51. Hey guys, I wanted to take a second to thank all my longtime listeners and to welcome all first time listeners to this podcast. It means a lot to me and it keeps me going to provide you more valuable content so you can live your healthiest life. Now, on to this episode. It's another excellent day. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue podcast. The one podcast that everyone agrees and says has the best fitness, nutrition, and healthy lifestyle advice in the world. And now, your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a super knowledgeable and experienced registered dietitian with us today. Her name is Sylvia Klinger. We'll be talking about mindful eating and the power behind this approach. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Sylvia. Sylvia, are you ready to make it happen? I am so ready. (laughs) Awesome. Sylvia Klinger is an MS, RD, LDN, CPT, is founder of Hispanic Food Communications, Inc., a nutrition and food communication consulting company, a Hispanic native who is a leading expert in cross-cultural Hispanic cuisine as it relates to nutrition and health. Sylvia speaks both English and Spanish fluently. Sylvia has an impressive record and knowledge of Hispanic food and culture. She uses her in-depth culinary and cultural expertise to introduce new strategies for wellness to an increasingly health-conscious Hispanic population. For more than a decade, Sylvia has been a consultant for major food, beverage, and pharmaceutical companies and nonprofit organizations, including McDonald's, Coca-Cola, Kellogg's, GSK, and the American Heart Association. Sylvia, that was just a little bit about who you are. Would you be able to share a little bit more about who you are and how you got started? Absolutely. Well, you know, I've been um, practicing nutrition for over 30 years, so it's been a long journey, but nevertheless, it's been very exciting to see the evolution of nutrition. And, you know, I like that I have a wide range. You know, I started with the hospital, then went on to community nutrition, and then went on to work for a corporation. So I feel like I have a little bit of everything, you know, in regards to nutrition, have a pretty good understanding of the different fields that we can practice on. And that's what drove me to really eventually to have my own company where I can help not only the public, but also companies to really help the public make better choices and for them to create new products. And that's why my alliance with many corporations that are really big here in the United States, so that I can better help them too from an expert perspective help them to bring, you know, um, products that are less, have less sodium, less sugar, less uh, fat, less calories overall for the consumer, and at the same time provide all the things that consumers are looking for, such as, you know, good taste, portability, and things that are easy to buy and uh, accessible. So it's been a great journey, and I, this is something that I'm very passionate. I love nutrition. I practice it. I, you know, my mother was a dietitian as well, so I feel that it's something that I have. I live and breathe every day with much joy and passion. So I'm eager to always share my knowledge and my expertise with the public so we can, you know, help everybody make uh, great, smart choices every day. And, again, you know, also keep in mind that we are humans. 
so we can always, you know, if we have a treat now and then, you know, learn how to really deal with those situations as well because we're always going to have those situations that we're going to be confronted with. So I like to really have this wonderful deeper connection with food and, and have this experience of wellness to bring you the vitality and the energy that we are seeking for every day. Great, great, great um, information. And uh, I was going to say that uh, we can't forget that your mom was a registered dietitian too. We got to give her a shout out, right? I know, (laughs) I know. (laughs) So anyhow, so so allow our, our community and our audience to know a little bit more about who you are, Sylvia. What's one cool or unique fact about yourself? Hmm. Wow, a unique fat. Well, I like to run and I love to cook. I have a, a vegetable garden at home. Right now I'm, I'm growing spinach, but through the summer I, I had tomatoes, I had peppers, cucumbers, uh, lettuce, um, you know, just an abundance of things. So this is probably my third year uh, running my vegetable garden and it's been a real joy. Um, you know, I have two children growing up now. I mean, I would like to say that. I mean, I have a 20-year-old in college. He's a junior and an 18 freshman in college. So really proud of also their, their healthy habits and, you know, the careers they've chosen. And it's some, something that i uh, always be, um, you know, grateful to nice. have, you know, those two precious kids awesome, awesome, <laughs> and awesome. my husband of course and my doggy <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot there i was going to say that um, you know um you not only do you grow your own food which is highly recommended um i, I think that uh, to do actually do it is 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 really key right Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it gives you also an appreciation of how really food is grown and how much it takes to grow food. And I have a great appreciation now for farmers who are, you know, 24-7 working our farms mm-hmm. so that we can have these great tasting foods. Uh, I mean, when they have acres and acres, I can only imagine the pressure mm-hmm. because, you know, there are so many factors, climates and soils and, uh, you know, all kinds of things that can really factor into your crops. So I have a a, a complete, you know, great appreciation for farmers and our agricultural um, uh, field that we have today here. That feeds, Uh, you know, six billion people. No, no, I totally totally understand where you're coming from. I've been using this um, growing system indoors as well as an outdoor system, hydroponic system, actually. And uh, I'll have to tell you about later. But um, it's yeah. really cool. Um, so let's dive into, if you want, uh, right now, into this mindful eating, uh, the, the power behind this approach, and you're really passionate about it. Can you tell me a little bit more? How do you describe it to people? Yes. I mean, I think this mindfulness eating is just basically that mental state that we can achieve focus. You know, when we can really focus on the things that we're eating and we're putting in our mouth, Sometimes it makes you really think. Sometimes we're, you know, we sit in front of the TV eating, we're in our cars eating, we're standing, we are eating in all kinds of places, not really thinking and focusing on the things that we're putting in our mouth. And then people wonder, you know, oh, how come I can't lose weight? Or, you know, they're not thinking of all the calories because everything adds up. It's like, you know, 10 calories, 20 calories here, 100 here. I mean, there's a few things that are under 100. So, you know, a glass of milk, a piece of bread. I mean, it just adds up very quickly. Even if you have, you know, trying to get, you know, very, you know, trying to eat fruits from all the different food groups, 
you still have to be mindful that you, ha- you need variety in your diet, and you also have to be mindful of the portion sizes. Mm. Because like I said, it adds up very quickly, especially when we're not being super active or when we have different, you know, you're not very tall or, you know, you have different factors that are, you know, even women, you know, don't burn as fast calories as men. So all these factors, gender, height, weight, current weight, um, uh, activity level, all these things also factor in how much we can eat every day. And when you can achieve that mental state where you have awareness of, you know, and you can actually calmly eat your food as calmly as you can, because I know there is times that you have to eat really fast, um, but again, you know, not that you're going to do that all the time, hopefully, because that's not very, also, you know, very, um, could create other problems in your body. So it's creating that, that, um, awareness that you focus, focusing on the things that you're eating, when you're eating, how you're eating them. And those are the things that will really help you to actually, you know, perhaps not only have a, a, um, a better knowledge of what's going on, but also have a better handle of how many, how much you're eating every day. I have to ask you a quick question, Sylvia, as you are uh, sharing that. What is it that, that makes people more aware in your experience? Is it seeing what they're putting in their mouths or thinking about, or is it actually seeing the numbers and facts about like how many calories and how much sodium is in something? What, what do you find is, is a definition of mindful eating? Um, I think not so much focusing on the calories because I think, you know, we have to really eat and we have to start thinking about, you know, how full you feel, you know, all these kind of, all these clues. Mm. But I think at the same, people don't like to count calories. It's, it's too cumbersome. It's too much work to look them up, to write them up, whatever. Even though that's a good tactic to really know how much you're eating right. and what you're putting in, it's a great thing to have. But not everybody likes to have that detail uh, type of record of what they're eating every day. But I think when you sit down even if it's just to have like a glass of milk, I think we need to take the time to sit down and really enjoy it and, and savor every sip of it and not just go, you know, and run out the door. I think just as, and sometimes it's about priorities because, you know, we have, if you think about how many hours people spend in front of the television or how many hours people spend in their cars, how many hours, you know, it's about the priorities also that you make. So just like you brush your teeth, just as you take a shower every day, we need to take time to eat properly and to really think and plan. I think the main thing for me to eating mindful, it's planning. When you plan your day, when you give it a little thought, you also then incorporate giving a little thought to the foods that you're going to put in your mouth and what you're going to eat and what you're going to feed your family, etc. And many times that's the least of our worries. When I think that plan, you know, when my patients ask me and the audience that I constantly, um, you know, present to, they, you know, why do you think is the most important? And I say, say a little bit of planning. Mm-hmm. You will not go on a trip without at least looking, you know, looking at your GPS or getting a map out or thinking, okay, where is this address? You know what I mean? Most likely, very few people will get on their car and start driving without knowing where they're going. Well, the same thing about your food. You know, you've got to make sure that what you're going to put, you know, it's important. This is your machinery. Mm-hmm. This is the best thing you got what's going to 
take you, help you do every function that you need every day, like going to the grocery store, um, driving, riding a bicycle, going to the gym, you know, being active in your work, walking to the to your office, etc. You know, this is all you have. I call it like this is my Porsche. And, you know, and many times, you know, we leave those expensive cars outside and keep the garage full of, you know, junk. <laughs> I feel that people do the same with their, with their bodies. You know, they, they, they spend so much time in their nails and their hairs and all these things, and they don't take care of the inside of their body, the things they're putting in, and taking the time to really do it mindfully. Hmm. Now, uh, as you speak again here, I have all these thoughts running through my mind. And one of the questions <laughs> that I have, which is that I get a lot is, you know, I'm working out, uh, I want to eat healthy, and they're confused about what's healthy. Um, although they're thinking about eating healthy, um, what do you kind of, in general, what would you suggest uh, rule of thumb for people to have as like maybe a foundational uh, food items to, to, to have? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, um, there is like staples, you know, there is the things that I, you know, there is lists that I can provide to people too that I provide that have like, you know, bread, milk, you know, some veggies that you like, some fruits. As long as you have a little bit of each, each group, you know, a little bit of cheese, a little bit of milk, fruits, vegetables, some grains, you know, pastas and quinoa and, and bread and all that, tortillas, pita bread. Um, there is also, you know, some protein, fish. You might want some lean meat as well. Or you want eggs and uh, or nuts and beans. So you want to do a little bit of, you know, when you think about planning, which is, I think, the most important thing for planning, let's say, a few menus. Because I really love, encourage people to have at least one meal at home. Because, especially if you have a family. And even if you're alone, I, you know, I work a lot out of my house, so I even make an effort during lunch to break away from my desk and go upstairs and because I, I, I work in the basement and I call it my cave. So I got to come out of my cave, go upstairs, you know, make myself something, as, you know, my favorite is like a toasted whole grain bread. Uh, you know, I smash an av- half an avocado and put a little bit of, um, you know, maybe a little hummus on it or a slice of tomato, and then that's my lunch, you know, with a fruit, a banana or something like that. You know, and I already have bread, which is from the grain groups. I have uh, avocado, which also provides, you know, a lot of great nutrients. I have tomato, you know, some veggies in there. I also have a, uh, perhaps maybe I have a glass of milk. You know, a meal has at least three different food groups. Mm. So... Planning to have some of those things from the different food groups so you can make a meal with three different food groups, different food groups. That's when you start balancing your meal. And that's your first step to having good nutrition because it's not about, oh, I have vitamin A, C, D, E, K, you know, am I having protein, am I having this? If you look at the food group, you know, very simple, uh, those five groups, choosing a little bit of each, you know, into each meal, at least three items, three different components, it will start to give you the nutrients that you need. And the more colors and the variety of colors they have in a plate, that's the easiest way to assure yourself that you have good nutrition on that plate. And like I say, the portions are not that big because we're not running marathons every day. We're not cycling, you know, 100 miles either. So our portion sizes are very small unless you go out there and start exercising. Even people who exercise, have, let's say, 30 minutes, gives you 300 calories extra. 
So if you want to lose weight, you're not going to eat those extra calories that you burn because you want to create a deficit. Mm. So you have to always create a deficit if you want to lose weight. You want to just maintain if you want to um, maintain those calories with, uh, you know, not create deficits when you want to maintain your weight. But, you know, most people will need to lose some weight. So they need to create a little deficit that you do it by eating a little bit less than what you eat normally or by exercising more so that you can burn those extra calories that most people eat every day. Mm-hmm. And it's, like I say, it takes time because 30 minutes, only, and this is when you're going, you know, medium to high intensity, you can burn 300 calories if you're pretty intense in those 30 minutes. But usually if you're going kind of slow, walking, maybe 150 calories perhaps in a half an hour. Yeah. So, you know, just to keep that into perspective that, we don't, you know, I, I don't give license to eat all you want. <laughs> no. I mean, fruits and vegetables <laughs> is something that you can eat in, especially vegetables because they have less calories, uh, very little calorie and a lot of antioxidants. You know, I say, you know, if you're hungry, fill up in more veggies. But those are the foods that, um, you know, also will help you to give you a lot of nourishment and repair a lot of the things that are happening in your body from every day, you know, the things we breathe. And even when you exercise, you're creating some atrophies in your muscles. So by eating that lean protein and eating more fruits and vegetables, those antioxidants are going to help repair any damage that you have during that day. Yeah. So it's, it's simple. You know, eat at least three different items from that food group. You want to make sure that you have variety on your plate. Don't try to, you know, skip meals. Don't go more than four hours without eating. Stay active. Take the stairs. You know, even like when you're in the grocery store, take the grocery cart all the way back inside the grocery store. When you're in your building during lunchtime, go around the building and walk. But also, you know, make sure that you're practicing that mindfulness where you're going to sit down, even if it's for five minutes, and try to chew your every bite at least 15 times. That's mindful eating when you sit down and you practice all your senses into that eating. You're, you hear you're, the crunchiness. You can see and, and touch the food that you're eating if you can. You can smell it. You can taste it. And you enjoy every bite. And if there's something you don't enjoy, don't eat it. Don't spend those calories on something that you don't enjoy. Save those calories and for something that you're really, really savoring. Mm. And that's, you know... A good thing. And you don't, you know, mindful eating too is not waiting until you're super hungry. Yeah. It's making sure that every three to four hours, you know, you're thinking, am I hungry? You know, what's your, your hunger, you know, level? Am I super hungry? Am I super full? You want to be right in the middle. And I always tell people when you're, give yourself, you know, when you're eating that you're three quarters full as you eat slow, you know, to make your, give yourself enough time for the body to register that and then never go a quarter below so you don't want to be that famishing and you don't want to be also super full when you're eating because then that means that you already overate and more than your body really can handle and then you're going to store all that extra food unless you're going to go and run and do something to burn all those extra calories that you ate i have to ask you a quick question here which is you know how skinny people are perceived to have a high metabolism and that's why they're skinny Mm -hmm. Is it the opposite yeah, you know, true for those who are overweight that they have then a slow metabolism and they're overweight? Or are these people who are overweight just not eating or are overeating 
and then those who are thin are under eating or is there is there any f- truth behind those statements Wait, I think you bring a good question because sometimes we have unrealistic expectations and this is why sometimes when you see these you know um like diets like you know weight watchers or some of those you know they always say in the bottom you know results are not typical for everybody right. and that's because and this is why nutrition is so sometimes a little complicated. Not everybody, you know, without a degree can do this because it's very individual. And we want to make it very general, people. Like, oh, this worked for me. This is going to work for you. Absolutely. Stop eating this and you're going to be great. You're going to lose all this weight. Well, it's, it's so different. Yes, there is people that have higher metabolism. No doubt about that. But, you know, people that are overweight, you know, also their genes also dictate how you're going to be. But again, keep in mind that, you know, by controlling what you eat and with exercise, you can actually, you know, I say beat those genes as well. You know what I mean? So, you you know, but there's definitely ways to also increase that metabolism. And one of them, of course, is lifting weights. You know, when because muscles burn more calories quicker, mm-hmm. and people think there is some kind of magic in a food or something, <laughs> but there's really not. It's that it's about you know that exercise that we do that you know kicks that metabolism into gear to really burn more calories, and weight lift you know doing strengthening exercises. And you know something I was um, at a conference too when I was in Romania uh, last week where we were looking, it was a sports nutrition conference, and some of the things that we were looking at is that actually people that do exercise at lower to medium intensity mm-hmm. are the ones who burn the most calories because they are really engaging those muscles, and those, that's when you really burn fat and not muscle mass, which you don't want to burn muscle, you want to burn fat. Mm-hmm. And you burn fat mainly when you have that low to medium intensity exercise. So people need to keep in mind this is why walking is so great and doing, you know, bicycle and things like that that really engage your muscles at a medium, uh, lower to medium intensity exercising. So there's a lot of things that play into the formula. And this is why when we talk about obesity, it's very complex because it's not just all about the food. It's the activity level that we have every day. And, you know, most people now are very unactive if you look around. Um, you know, it's all about seating now with our high technology. Mm-hmm. And it's about, you know, where we live, our genes, our family, our cultural habits that we have. Um, all these things, you know, there's many factors, physiology, any chronic disease, all these things dictate or how your body's going to respond and how you, you know, how long it's going to take you to lose the weight. Some people, you know, get it off, you know, like men have higher metabolism than women. All these things, you know, different populations have, you know, have more tendency, like Hispanics have a higher risk for chronic disease. So there's a lot of things that play into the formula. And this is why when we talk about a wellness, I always say, you know, there is a, it's about changing habits. It's about more water, sleeping, resting, being active, eating a variety of foods, not skipping meals, you know, all these things. It's how what really dictates how your vitality that you're going to have every day, especially sleeping and resting. People forget that you got to let, you know, caffeine can mask the tiredness, and you have to really feel that tiredness so when your body tells you, I need to rest, I need to rest. So uh, that's another vital thing that when you rest, you'll have also, 
you can have a better state of mind to make better decisions in your foods that you're going to eat. And we have research also backing that up, that when people rest, also you're going to have a better way, better, you have better capacity, more focus mm. to be more mindful about what you're eating. Uh, Sylvia, real quick here, in all your years of studying nutrition, has there been a book or someone who has studied and documented the fit and healthy eating lifestyle where they documented, well, this is what I do, this is how I live, and this is the weight range I uh, stay in. And, you know, I'm pretty sure there has been someone who documented this. And where I'm getting at this, where I'm going with this is, you know how they say success leaves clues. If there's someone out there who is living a healthy life and a healthy weight and, you know, the body shape that most people <laughs> want, sh kind of, shouldn't <laughs> we kind of model that? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, and there was a recent studies that I, it really caught my eye and I was really, really into it. And I have the book in front and, you know, with me and everything. It was called, um, the, in fact, the National Geographic made a, um, you know, an, an article about it and, and gave uh, one of their issues completely dedicated to this. And they do a lot of things about studying, you know, the, ha the habits of people. But there was this this um, person that it's called, I'll tell you the name right now because I found it very, Dan Butner, B-U-E-T-T-N-E-R. Mm. And he wrote a book about the blue zones. And this is why National Geographic read, you know, took him in a, in a trip about the different zones in the world that have the healthiest habits or the people that live the longest. Mm. Because when people live the longest, of course, there's a lot of genes involved. But at the same time, you know, there is habits also that go in there too. And these lessons for living longer from the people who live the longest was what Dan uh, Butner wrote about it. Mm. And, and what was interesting, you know, the only place in the United States what caught my eye was that it was from Loma Linda University in California, you know, around that area, Loma Linda uh, in California, that city where has the university that I went to school to, to study nutrition. Mm -hmm. So they, they also, also do a lot of research on, um, you know, healthy habits as well. But that population there lived the longest. There's also a population in Japan and a population in Italy that uh, also were the three zones that were he studied the most because they, he found cities in those, those countries, a city where people lived the longest. And of course, you know, they ate more plant-based foods, more nuts, more olives. Uh, they have more of a Mediterranean diet. Uh, people in California and Loma Linda, well, a lot of them were vegetarian, you know, plant-based foods. He also found that people have, a, you know, a relationship with their families. Mm -hmm. So when families really help you help each other, they have, a, they have that foundation of a family that helped them to live longer. So there were all these, and they were active, of course, you know, these people, you know, they were 80s and 90s, and they're still walking and working their farms. I and mean, it was just fascinating to really read the habits of these people that lived the longest. And that really caught my eye and really... Um, help me to practice these healthy habits every day. Right. And again, you know, we're not perfect, of course, by any means. But, you know, I think there's a lot that we have under our control, uh, especially a lot of these chronic disease. Some of them, you know, are caused by, you know, like type 2 diabetes, you know, a very high chronic, you know, uh, many people have, you know, type 2 diabetes. 
which most of the time is a consequence of obesity and, and health, unhealthy habits. Um, you know, and many things, I think many diseases that we have today are related to how we live and what we eat and how we move around every day. So I think we practice these healthy habits that we, these people have studied before, you know, more sunlight and, and, and water and resting and active, all in, you know, in a variety of foods. Those are the things that will help us to have that vibrant life that, you know, we don't need caffeine. You know, I tell people, people are like, how you get all your energy? You get up early and you do so much every day. And I say, I tell you my secret. I don't drink any caffeine yeah, because exactly. I feel that that makes me very jittery and makes me not be focused on what I need to focus. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I get my energy, you know, from exercise and from, you know, having a variety of foods and yeah, all these other habits. Yeah. Boy, this, this is... Uh, um, awesome conversation so far and believe it or not we're like 28 minutes in and uh we wanted uh, to do this in 30 minutes but uh i can go over that's not a problem i have full control of this studio <laughs> but uh, i was gonna say that uh we should come up with this manual or guide or whatever you want to call it to how to live to 100 or something like that <laughs> i love that i love that I, i'm gonna start something here awesome. Awesome. <laughs> giving me some let's, ideas yeah, let's, let's get on that. but um i love it uh, yeah, we, we have to do this again. I, I know um, 30 minutes may seem like a short time, but um, I want to uh, respect you. And uh, let's see here. How, how do people get a hold of you? And do you have any last piece of advice for our audience, Sylvia? Yes, uh, I think my least piece of advice is that, you know, relax. Be mindful about everything you put in your mouth. Be mindful about things that you do every day so that you can really start focusing on the things that really will bring you more meaning into your life and better health. Uh, you, people can reach me on my website, hispanicnutrition.com. I talk with anybody, hasn't, not just Hispanics. It just happened that, you know, I'm bilingual, so I dedicate a lot of my time to helping Hispanics and Latinos here in the U.S. But by any means, uh, people can reach out to me. I'm in Facebook and Twitter, very active. So people can reach me out there. Uh, S. Klinger RD is my Twitter handle. Uh, or Sylvia Klinger uh, in Facebook. But if you go to my website, hispanicnutrition.com, you can actually um, link to all those um, social media as well. But I look forward to your comments and, and love to hear from you and really help each other in this journey that we have because together I think we can do it together better. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll make sure we get all those contact uh, pieces of information in the show notes so that everyone can... Um, uh, connect with Sylvia. Awesome, awesome inf information, Sylvia. So powerful. I knew when we spoke earlier that you were going to provide <laughs> some awesome, awesome info, in which you have. We will have to perhaps to do a second part to this and, and talk about how um, people can take uh, f future steps to live healthier with new habits for the new year, perhaps. But um, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Sylvia. I will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Thank you, too. Thank you, Eric. My pleasure. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you, so stay active and be safe.